President Biden said the mega crowd is the most extreme political organization in recent American history. Do you agree with the president? Give us a call at 1-800-859-0957, 1-800-859-0WJR. And J.D. Vance won in Ohio's Republican Senate primary. He is the candidate supported by former President Donald Trump. Is Trump the most powerful Republican in all the land? Can a Republican candidate win without his endorsement? What's behind President Biden? calling the Make America Great political organization extreme. Joining us now is Chris Renwick, WJR Senior News Analyst. Hey, Chris, how are you? Good morning, Kevin. Yes, uh, J.D. Vance came out on top of a hotly contested five-way GOP Senate primary in Ohio to run against Democratic Representative Tim Ryan in November. How about this? More than $70 million were spent in the primary among those five candidates on the Republican side. Vance claimed to be the only true pro-Trump candidate in the race, boasted something on his resume that no other candidate did, a late Donald Trump endorsement. And Vance's primary win not only highlights the current popularity of the former president, but also maybe provides a roadmap for other Republicans in GOP primaries across the country. Another interesting piece to the Vance puzzle, his relationship with Trump. Vance, who is an author former venture capitalist, used to be a Trump skeptic, but he turned into a full-on Trump ally on his way to this important win, which again could provide another avenue for candidates who look at that primary and say, well, if I was on the outs with Donald Trump, maybe I can get back into the fold. He embarked on this no BS town hall tour is what he called it all around the state of Ohio, where he told people that he had undergone a political evolution, realizing that Trump was more right on issues than wrong even when political rivals rivals were calling him a never-Trumper. Mind you, Donald Trump won in Ohio in 2020 by eight percentage points, so just keep that in mind. In the meantime, on the left side of things, Democrats, moderate Democrats, even in some cases liberals, are, by what some of these primary election results show, completely disavowing the more progressive, extreme portion of the Democrat Party, like in the Cleveland area, where Democrat Representative Chantel Brown ruined former state Senator Nina Turner in yet another battle between the party's establishment and progressive wings. Turner co-chaired Bernie Sanders' presidential campaign and lost to Brown in last year's special election for that seat. Turner ran again, hoping that the district might be more welcoming to her approach after the uh, maps were redrawn, including uh, more Democratic areas, but uh, no such luck there. And you touched on it in the open. President Joe Biden yesterday reacting to that uh, draft document released uh, leaked by the Supreme Court in the uh, Roe versus Wade case, slamming Republicans say this is more than about abortion, uh, about abortion, and that the MAGA crowd, the Make America Great Again crowd, is the most extreme political organization that's existed in recent American history. So I think, Kevin, we're dealing with two very, very different ends, extreme ends of the political spectrum. When you think of mega, uh, make America great again, what I mean, what do you see that as the Republican Party, a small piece of the Republican Party, just the Trump uh, above everything else piece of that party? Uh, What's your take on what is mega to you? When I think of of that flag, you obviously think of, of Donald Trump. But it seems that more and more Republicans are at least buying into the ideology of it, right? And so I think it's been more it's been more infectious in the Republican Party. You've got moderate Republicans like uh, you know, I, I don't know that that there are very many of them, 
Um, but but there are certainly moderate Republicans that I don't know quite take to that model. But I think for the most part, a, a huge majority of the Republican Party feel that they should be putting America first. And I think that's really what what that started as. So when Biden says that uh, they're an extreme organization or the most extreme organization, is he is it like the deplorables comment? Is he is he going after uh, too big of a, a, a piece of of the Republican Party there or does he feel he needs to do that? Yes. Yeah, I feel like he, I think he I, I think he feels like he needs to do that at this point. My opinion, the president is grasping at straws. He's grasping for anything that will try to help him, help his party going into these primaries later this year. Because at this point, it's all, it, it, everything has been anemic for him. No, it, it, Poll after poll after poll shows that his approval rating is down. Approval rating for the party is down. His handling on the economy is down. Inflation, gas prices, the whole thing. And so I think he's going to try to do anything he can to try to win some of that favor back, specifically amongst both moderate Democrats and moderate Republicans and the independents because the independents are the one who really won him that election. And so I think at this point it's political speech. The deplorable thing that Hillary Clinton trotted out there, I think that was she actually meant that where I think this is just him trying to, to garner favor with with voters hoping that they can he can get them back in their corner. Yeah, I think of Biden, and every time there was trouble, I'm going back a, a year ago, every time there was trouble, he would go back to the pandemic. Let's just talk about COVID. Let's, sure. have, let's have a press conference sure. on COVID. Uh, it, was his, it was his thing that he was, he was pulling okay on that. He was pulling good on that. They don't so want to talk about COVID anymore. Now that doesn't work anymore. COVID doesn't work anymore. So they can't have a COVID press conference. It's, uh, they don't pull that great on it. It's because that has fallen down the list of priorities, of priorities. for people. Right. So... So is he thinking, well, geez, the, the COVID thing's not working anymore. You know what used to work is uh, Trump. Yeah, Trump is bad. Absolutely. Let's, let's, bad let's man. run against Trump. And Trump. Trump's not running for office, but no. let's just run against Trump and, and hope that that will help. I think that, that you, again, I would, uh, if I were counseling Joe Biden, it would be, hey, be careful. Because we're seeing across the country, like in those special elections in New Jersey, special elections in Virginia, where... The Trump support, the Trump backing, the Trump uh, 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 nominations, basically, they didn't win. You know, Glenn Youngkin didn't have a Trump endorsement. So now you're seeing where somebody like J.D. Vance, who wasn't really a Trump guy, got on board with Donald Trump, got that endorsement and won. You're seeing two parallel paths to victory. So you have to be very careful because you look at what the Democrats are doing. They're almost flatly rejecting progressives across the board. So you have to be very careful in, in who you're attacking because they may be the people that voted for you in 2018 or excuse me, 2020, and, and they may may not be on, on board anymore. So this is a lot of political speech, I think, but I, I, don't, I don't know how I don't know how it's playing with the American people. I don't think well. So if I were advising Republicans, I would say let's stop worrying so much about whether Donald Trump endorsed this person or not. Let's let's get everybody behind the idea that we all love Donald Trump's policies, sure. that things were really going yes. great when Donald Trump was there. Let's come together on that first. And then if you, you know, want to mm -hmm. uh, spike off from one, one or the other, but, but do you think they can do that? It's so divided in the Republican party. Trump is so divisive. That has, that was the, the number one issue that voters who, who voted for Donald Trump in 16 and didn't in 20, it was the personality. They couldn't separate the personality from the policy. 
And and that's what 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 ended up getting Donald Trump in 20. And so if, if those policies were widely accepted amongst the Republican Party and, and even by a lot of moderates and independents. And so that's where they have to get to. And I, I think they see that um, whether or not Donald Trump runs again in 20 is is almost irrelevant. But but for now, we're seeing two different paths for the Republicans to win. And on the on the Democrat side of things, they're roundly rejecting progressives. Great conversation. Chris Renwick, WJR, Senior News Analyst. Thanks. Thanks, Kev. All right, your calls are next. 1-800-859-0957. 1-800-859-0WJR. You're listening to All Talk with Tom Jordan and Kevin Dietz.